Welcome to another exciting edition of The Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and him, Kevin O'Sullivan. Kevin, very good afternoon to you. Hello, Mike. Uh, it's uh, thankfully not quite as hot as it was last week. It's, um, it's not, but few... I'm very bored. I'm are you very, bored? very, bored. Why are you bored? I'll tell you why I'm bored. I'm bored with fucking exam results. <laughs> I've had enough of them. Exam bored. You know, kids... By all means, be interested in your own exam results. Yeah. Don't expect me to be interested in them. OK, the government has screwed this up in spades. That's a decent enough story. But this annual obsession we mm. have with kids' exam results, yeah. when you and I were kids, no one gave a toss. No. Why? Certainly now? not me. Yeah. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I took nine O-levels, right? I was told by my careers advisor, such as he was, uh, that if I didn't get five of them, I'd be a dustman. So which I said, well, I quite like being a dustman, actually. It sounds like quite a good job. Because, in fact, if you remember, there was a time in London back in the sort of late 70s where if you could get a job on the, on the nighttime West End dustbin run, right. it was a great job. Because yeah. you got paid something like 100 quid a time a <laughs> night. You worked from about midnight till four in the morning, yeah. chucking all the restaurant stuff away. Yeah. Um, and, and then you went home at five in the morning. It was one of the greatest jobs to ever get. I tried it five times. I couldn't get on it. It was that popular, you know. Anyway, so I got four. Um, and I didn't become a dustman, and so life goes on, you know. But these kids, I mean, I heard one on the radio saying, you know, you've ruined my life. Yeah. And it's like, nobody's ruined your life, darling. Yeah. You know, I felt suicidal. Well, you shouldn't have been so useless in right. your exams. Well, also, I mean, the idea that they have this kind of ridiculous um, kind of balancing act that they have to do. You know, what happens to people just taking an exam and you get, you, get, you know, you marks out of 10. Oh, I got six. OK, you got six. Why does it have to be fucking adjusted uh, to help somebody else down the road so that it makes you get a seven or a five? Yeah. yeah. And when they, uh, actually don't get, get it. when they actually get their results, uh, can we have a new policy? Please keep your feet on the ground. I yeah. don't want to see one single more picture of kids jumping up right. in the air. And no twins, joy. please. Yeah. And twins the, but, is always a popular yeah. one, isn't it? Oh, look, some two twins. Twins, oh, they both did brilliantly. One's going to Oxford, one's going to Cambridge. I'm going also, to uni. But also such a middle-class story. And they all try, and this is now a thing in the media, they all try to make it about the underprivileged people. But we all know that that's bollocks, right? It's not about the underprivileged people because they can't afford to go to university, basically, by and large. They prefer to go to work because they need to start making money. And they are all trapped in the disaster of Tony Blair's policy that yeah. more than half of kids should go to university. When I went to university, less than 3% of I think kids. It was, yeah, I think it was about less 5%. Less than 3% yeah. of kids went to university. Uh, it was, then it was uh, when the elite were proper. Yeah, yes. you know? I was a member of the real <laughs> the elite. elite. This lot don't know they're born. <laughs> no, I mean... Also, by the way, can somebody please tell the people who are going to the University of North London that it used to be called <laughs> North poly. London Poly? It's a poly. And everybody knows it's a fucking poly yeah. and it doesn't mean that you're going to come out with a better degree yeah. it's still shit places like Peterborough, Peterborough you can't have a university it yeah. doesn't sound University right. of West Staffordshire <laughs> really okay then but, I mean, so if we must discuss this exam results system... I hate it. I've been well, avoiding let, it all week. Let's just... I want to get in my two penneth on this. Uh, of course, the algorithm was a useless solution. Idiotic idea. Problem, by, by Is that Williams. Neil Ferguson's idea? Yeah, yeah no you know, doubt. I've got another model over here. Oh, Frank Spencer <laughs> Williamson, the worst minister in yeah. the history of ministers, Aye. and that's saying something. And then, th then he abandons it. He does a sort of pathetic, weak U-turn. Mm. Oh, wait a minute, people don't like this. Oh, sorry. Uh, this morning, I'm incredibly sorry. Incredibly sorry. Incredibly sorry, sorry yeah. about the exam. Not as sorry as we are. Uh, so then they replace it by the teachers can decide. Right. So the teachers are going to...
going to mark up all their own kids. They're not going to mark them down because it makes them look yeah, bad. But this is the thing. I was talking to Matthew Side this week about this because he's got a great book coming out, which is kind of meant to be a bit empowering for kids. Yep. But he basically made the point that, you know, if you don't fail at anything, which our kids nowadays don't do, mm-hmm. you're never going to be prepared yeah. for life because yeah. they sail through because the school wants to have a good yeah. Ofsted number. So they want their numbers up. So they're going to give, of course, yeah. they're going to give, you know, higher marks to their kids. You know, the school, the, 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 the universities are handing out now more firsts and, and, sec- and two ones than they've ever done before. And it just devalues it all. I know, well, great inflation. And even yeah. with this new system, and there's been a concerted effort over the past decade to get rid of, to eradicate the ludicrous system where half of the kids get A's, mm. but they've still only got it down to a third. A third of all results mm. are A's. Yeah. When I, again, to, in my day, no, when I was a kid, if anyone got an A, it was like, get the bunting out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, I, don't, I, I think I got one, uh, I but that know, was I, it. I don't but think it I ever was got like, you know, really rare. Now it's really rare not to get one. Right. That is ridiculous. And they're all outside demonstrating, going, fuck the algorithm. Yeah, that was I've a got good a better move. idea, you lot. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Get <laughs> lost. And also, daddy's going to pay for three more years. And by the time yeah. you come out of university yeah. with your useless, shitty degree, there won't be any jobs anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're not going to get a job with your <laughs> Do you media know? studies film Do you production. Know the other thing, degree? right, is that they don't seem to enjoy themselves at university anymore. They're so kind of uptight, these, these kids, right? They're not getting stoned. They're not getting laid. I mean, I saw you did a thing the other week about the asexual yeah, uh, generation, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, generation not interested asexual. in sex. I kept waiting for you to ask her if she was interested in sex with anyone, including herself. I mean, does that mean they don't have sex at all? Well, uh, um, I suppose you can't ask that on a daytime yeah, show. You couldn't can you? really because I knew where it would go. I was because, trying to uh, think of a way of asking well, that question. Uh, if you're talking about masturbation, yes. some of them do do that. Yeah. Right. So they're not actually asexual then. Well. They just don't want to have it with anybody else. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Some of them say they've got no mm. desire at all, but it, but it is typical of young people now. They don't smoke. What was the words of that Adam Ant yeah. song? You don't smoke, you don't drink, yeah. what do you do? Right. You know, they're don't boring. Don't have sex, don't boring. do drugs. Anyway, so the good thing is they're all going to be able to get into university now uh, and they won't be able to go to university because they're all fucking closed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, right? Oh, Welcome yeah. to your we'll Zoom charge you, course. We'll charge you nine grand, uh, and here's, make sure you get yourself a laptop because you won't be coming anywhere near us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great business, isn't All it? the fun of the yeah, fair. Fantastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, rent out. Maybe they could rent out the halls of residence to the old illegal migrants yeah. coming over yeah. because they're going to run out, apparently. See, they're up in Derby today. Uh, there's a few of them demonstrating outside. This started in Scotland, demonstrating outside the hotel that they're being put up in at our expense, complaining that they're not being treated well enough. I'll tell you, eh? what, what I mean, you, mean you know, they haven't been taken to Anfield yet? No, what, apparently. The, the well, Greens they, in the golf course. They want to go to Manchester City this State week. State of you the know. Greens on the golf course. Yeah, They're a real absolutely. mess. Yeah. Can't get a proper you need to, in, Also, they haven't, haven't got the right uh, driver, you know, need a, need a new three-wood. I mean... The fuck are they, who are these people? What's wrong with them? But I thought Nigel Farage did a brilliant job. He uh, did. He's got a good journalist instinct. Go to yeah. Pretty Patel's yeah, constituency. And by the way, he finds this hotel look quite nice, didn't yeah. it, of course? Yeah. A, a bunch of 20 of them are the uh, asylum seekers. And we couldn't, we tried to there. find out as well whether they were supposed to be quarantining them, right? Because if they were, they shouldn't have been outside smoking. Uh, good point. Uh, they wouldn't tell us. But, you know, interesting... They find this humiliation and embarrassment for Pretty Patel in the middle of her own constituency. And immediately, the Home Office, having not said anything at all yeah. about any of the other hotels, issues a fulsome yeah, apology. Right. We're so sorry about this. Well, do you know why? Because we discovered, because funnily enough, the Home Office now started listening to our show, right? Started monitoring <laughs> it. And they kept trying to ring... I bet they're not liking what they hear. <laughs> they kept ringing up during the show to try and make clarifications. They weren't complaining that we were getting anything wrong. 
but the upshot of it all basically was that they um, issued that statement, not because Nigel Farage uh, had uh, had been there, even though the statement was only issued a day after he'd been there. Uh-huh. Uh, they said it was a complaint from somebody else that had made it, and they, they realised they'd made a mistake. But apparently, this is the bit I love, because apparently Priti Patel did not know that, that this was going on until Friday, right? So that's when they issued the statement. So i.e., this is how ridiculous the situation has got. They're now housing illegal immigrants in the Home Secretary's constituency in a hotel paid for by us without telling her. (laughs) (laughs) And then they try to keep it secret. When Nigel turns up, they usher him out. Private property. I love these security guys. It's private property, mate. Oh, really? You think? Well, if we're paying for it, actually, it's not. Uh, but but a good piece of journalism that and uh, humiliating for Pretty Patel. Yeah. And so this problem gets worse and worse. It keeps, and worse. I mean, a every, thousand with, of them with, over the with weekend. every day that, yeah. that passes. We had a caller today. I don't know if you heard it from uh, the Isle of Man, whose daughter works in South Sudan. She's a Christian uh, aid sort of worker, mm. and they run a charity and a camp for people out there who are Christian. And she says, apparently, that these, these uh, in the last few weeks, my, these um, migrant smugglers, people traffickers, have started turning up with phones, talking to the kids in these camps and saying, do you want to go to Britain? And actually enslaving them effectively, saying, look, you've got to get a great job. They're showing them the videos of the kids at Anfield. And so this is where you can go. You can go. You, we, this we, is where you'll stay. This is where you'll stay. We'll get you all across Europe. You'll get a great job. This is the kind of job you can have. And that's when you can pay us back. And that's what's going on. And by the it's way, to do with being way, desperate. By the way, of course, the important part of the package is they give them the advice. By the way, when you land, uh, they'll surround you. They will arrest you. Just say, I hereby claim political Yes. Violence. And they've also told them how to destroy their documents. <laughs> You know, see, it's a million pound a day racket. See, a lot of people say the way to solve this problem, and by the way, you'll never solve it by sending the Navy into the middle of no. the channel. Patrol boats will not solve it. So they say, well, we've got to go. It isn't a 300 stretch of shore that they leave in France, 300 miles. It's actually uh, a two or three. It's points, a very small. You know, two and everyone knows where it is. Yeah. So we could stop them there. But you'll never get the French to do it. They will never cooperate with no, us to do it. No. Uh, my solution, as I keep saying, is this. Pretty Patel needs to set up a department within a department, an ace department in the middle of the Home Office. I know that sounds like uh, counterintuitive, mm. a good department in the Home Office. Uh, and they are in charge of processing political asylum applications, and Fast. they do it in three weeks. Yes. In three weeks, yeah. like they do in Australia. Yeah. And I heard uh, you talk to Richard Tice about this, and he's absolutely right, that then you have to then have a, a method of getting them back to wherever it is they well, came well, from. By all means, we can fly them with fly, first class for all I care, because pretty soon the message will get through. Mm. We will not have to pay for those flights. And as long. soon as that gets through to the people who are in places like Sudan... Then they will go, yeah, but you know what's going to happen. I'm going to get all that way there, and then they're going to kick me out. So they won't bother. Uh, and that's what you need or to, that's if they what live you need in the, to do. If they're from the Sudan, that's their problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, the people who, want to, who are now those people coming here will stop coming here yeah. if they think they're not going to stay here. Exactly, exactly. But what they know at the moment is they can stay as long as they like. So pretty... Uh, it's really incumbent upon her to do something about the Home Office. I don't think you can do something about that lumbering great Leviathan in general. It's too massive and useless. And by the way... Maybe they could just give it a new name like they did with Public Health England. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the real problem uh, (laughs) at the moment with the Home Office is there's no one there. Right. They're not working there. So she needs to set up a super... 
uh, department that what, deals... What, is that because they're all working from home? Yeah, yeah they're, all, yeah, they're no, working from home. No, Work-life balance. Yeah, work you can spend more time balance. with the family. I mean, I spent my entire life in newspapers trying to get away from the family. You know, I didn't want to be at home with them. I wanted to be at work. Yeah. That's where the fun was. Well, they've got shit jobs, boring jobs, boring lives, and they don't realise, like us, best fun we ever had was in the office. Of course it was. for lunch yeah, and things like that. I know. That. They're not making it back till breakfast. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the way it went. But the point is, is that, you know, this whole Public Health England debacle, oh. uh, Matt Hancock pops up uh, after being, uh, I don't know whether he leaked it to the Sunday Telegraph or whether they just got a uh, hold of some good information. But it's the first good story the Sunday Telegraph's had for a while, um, that they're actually changing the name. I can't remember what it is, the it's new name. Called, so the new one's going to be called, uh, what is it, the, the Institute... Uh, for the protection. It's got health in it, health protection or something uh, like that? Institute for Health Protection, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but It's not a bit the, of a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, and who's in charge of it? Well, Dido. Good. Dido. Yeah, Have well, they got rid of that bloke? Because remember when you did Plank of the Week a few weeks ago and you had the head of Public Health England as Plank of the Week because not only was he useless, but he didn't know anything about public health by his own admission. That's right. So hopefully he's been skedaddled out, has he? Yeah. With a huge so payoff. I don't know if Dido will take Eminem with her, <laughs> uh, but uh, she uh, um, has made a real mess out of her work at Public Health England. She was in charge of Test and Trace. We know what a disaster Is she meant to be a doctor or something? Uh, I, or, or is she just a, a... I think she's a baroness, isn't she? So she's on the So she's not actually. So she's not actually a qualified so she was in charge of the medical person. No, no, she's in charge of the disastrous test and trace. Before that, she was at Talk Talk. Talk Talk, uh, under her watch, uh, had a disastrous leak of all the information. Hack. The hack. Yeah, I, funnily enough, I was one of their subscribers yeah, at the yeah. time. So, and so, I kept getting all these calls from India yeah. for a yeah. while. So, so, so in this system... Uh, in this country, this is how Britain, balmy Britain works. Oh, she screwed <laughs> that Britain's up. Good. She made a right fuck up of that. Let's give her this new job. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But this is why there's something sort of very rotten at the heart of this country, I think. Um, and this is not to, you know, before anybody starts jumping all over me going, oh, he's just he's doing the country down. I'm not doing the country down. I'm talking about the institutions of the country, not the people. The people of this country, the ordinary people of this country are great. But the people who are running it are not great. Oh. And I'm not talking about the government here. I'm talking about the kind of the quango crats, the people who are put in these positions of, um, of immense power, who have got sort of the ability to make judgments uh, which affect all of our lives. I mean, yeah. I was talking to guys today about the whole quarantine thing. You know, apparently there's police knocking on people's doors down in Surrey asking if they're quarantining. Now, if that was me, I don't think I'd answer the door. I'd tell them to fuck off. Yeah. You know, what's it going to do with you? Yeah, it's not actually a law, is it? It's not really, no. no. Another guy rang us from up north who said basically, um, you know, I didn't bother quarantining at all. Came back from the Canaries. When I went on holiday, it wasn't in quarantine. Suddenly it became quarantined when I, when I was there for a week. I came back. And I thought, I'm going to walk the dog. I've got a dog. They, apparently, they say you can't walk the dog. Ah, what are you supposed rubbish. to do? Look, as we've talked about before, we, you know, this, these, the more they issue these daft diktats, these little rules and regulations, the more people are going to disobey them. Yeah. If I was on holiday in the middle of somewhere and suddenly it was announced, oh, uh, two weeks quarantine when you come home, I'm not sure I'd do it. Loads and loads of people go, you know what? I have to earn a living. Mm. I've got to pay for my mortgage i've got to pay for my kids yeah but you're in the unfortunate position as i am not unfortunate we, but, we would have but to. we would have to we because, would have to i mean this is why i haven't gone on holiday but, because i can't do it yeah because people people whose jobs go under the radar though 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they're if, going to if, 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 if you're not uh, in any way known to anyone, unless you've got sort of one of those nosy neighbours mm. who's going to give you up to the oh. cops because, you know, I know they've just come back from holiday and now they're going out. Yeah. Um, and there are people like that in this country, I have yeah. to tell you. Because friends of mine, actually, during the original lockdown, they used to meet in secret. Um, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you'll probably figure it out. They used to meet in secret in a, in a wood because they both lived on either side of this wood yeah. in, a, in, a, in a place down in the sort of home counties. But they had to sneak there from their gardens because if they actually met in the road, there was somebody who was running a patrol at the top <laughs> of the road to make sure nobody was going anywhere. And it's, I was this going, is the what's problem. going on? This is what this coronavirus crisis has done to us. It's d- turned us into uh, an even worse nation of network... Uh, net ne- net, net curtain, curtain twitches, yes. Checking on, oh, he's disobeying the rules. Yeah. He's not doing it. I'm going to report him to the police. Turned us into a nation of nasty little snitches. Yeah. And what are these rules and regulations all about? This is now absolutely fucking mad. Mm. Yesterday, uh, the death toll... Uh, out of 67 million British people was four. Today, it plummeted to three. Three people died yesterday of this disease. And for that, we are in a state of paralysis. I mean, I'm sorry, more people die on the roads, don't they? I think think it's five or six people a day. For the last month, Mike, every single day, five times more people have died from the summer flu than they have of COVID-19. Every day, five times more. This is insanity. Mm. We are locked in a kind of madness, that idiot Boris Johnson. Yeah, but it's not just him. You know, you're much harder on him than I am, and and I get that. But there are lots of other countries where, for example, Germany have just ruled that you can't now travel to Spain. So that's banned. It's not even go to Spain and come back in quarantine. You can't go. I saw a picture in the Times the other day did you see it, of of the Italian Air Force flying over a beach in (laughs) Tuscany? And I'm thinking... That looks like the guy's going to pull a rifle out and start shooting people if yeah. they're going in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we've got sunbathers down yeah. on the left, sunbathers yeah. on the left, they're sunbathers not, not on un- the left. Not un- so the whole world has gone crazy. Open fire. Yeah, the whole fucking world has gone yeah, nuts. Fair, fairness to Boris uh, and Matt Hancock and the gang, uh, I'm not sp- specifically picking on them. Uh, they and millions, everyone, seems to be in the grip of a global insanity. Yeah. We have lost our minds over a disease, a virus that isn't doing much damage and yet we are allowing this country to go to rack and ruin mm. because of it. We've got to snap out of this. Get out of your fucking do you not think, though, Do you not save think the nation. that if they pull all the furlough money that that will make a difference? I think it will because I think there's still too many people who are on furlough. I know there are plenty of people working from home but there are also plenty of people on furlough and if you pull that money and suddenly say to them you'll have no income now unless you go to work I bet you'll see the trains filling up, you'll see the buses filling up, and you'll see people going back. Well, I hope so. I do, I do think, I mean, when you say this, people say, oh, you, you're so heartless, you don't understand how hard it is for us. But I do think it was a bad decision by Rishi Sunak to extend the furlough to October. But again, it's easy to say that now, but I mean... If it he certainly would be a bad decision if he does it again. Yes, I think so. Um, no, if he, but again, if he hadn't done that, you know, where would we be now? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know? I, I'm diffident about it, but... but we can't carry on paying people 80% of their wages for not going no. to work. That's uh, coming out of our pockets. Mm. It's going to destroy the nations like so many other of these policies. What the policy should be, uh, if you're listening, Boris, in your tent in Scotland. By the way, I think that's his punishment. <laughs> Is he in a tent? Yeah, camping holiday in Oh, Scotland. for God's sake. Can you imagine the state you'll be in? Because my dad used to go camping, not camping so much, but hiking in the Cairngorms, yeah. right? And he would take his tent. 
but the midges were so bad. Yeah. And he would literally, he would paint, and he would, and he asked every, he, he took my sister once, my mother once, he asked me, I'm like, I'm not fucking going, he must be joking. <laughs> and uh, he came back one year, his head was like a sort of, um, <laughs> something, something out of a Hammer horror Felicia. film. Yeah, he'd been bitten so much <laughs> that it was all swollen, he had lumps so coming out Boris of him. come back yeah, like that. Boris yeah. had come back, it'll be literally lumps coming out of the side of his head, because they're in a, they swarm. They're yeah, like yeah, a no, cloud. It's a terrible it's place awful. for that, isn't it? But I think that, I mean, we don't seem to be able to get this message through to him. But for God's sake, the policy has to be not getting back to the new normal, getting back to the old normal. Exactly. Yeah, the old normal is good, good enough for me. And there's certainly parts of what we see in London um, which are fine. I mean, I'm going to go to Soho, um, I think, this week to, get, to have lunch with somebody, which I haven't been to since March, since the lockdown. I'm told that Soho has been kind of transformed because it's now got... You know, uh, dining yeah, tables. They've, they've closed off. They yeah, closed off Greek Street, old Compton Street, and that's yeah. fine because nobody could really drive down there anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to that. And around here, parts of me think it's quite busy because there's a lot of places that are open food-wise and all that. But you know, um, there are other places. I went to Westminster last week uh, to, for a meeting with somebody, and there's literally nothing going on. Everything's shut. The shops are all shut. There's nobody walking on the street. Um, there's a couple of tourists wandering about going. Oh, look, there's Big Ben. Oh, you can't see it. It's behind fucking cardboard, you know. <laughs> has been for 10 which years. Which has been, for yeah, for 10 years. <laughs> so, I mean, just ridiculous situations where um, I, can't ima- I can't imagine, actually, how businesses are managing to cope. Well, they're all, lots of them are going to go bust. The hospitality industry is in deep shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's carnage out there. Uh, the only uh, slight beacon of optimism I think we can have is I do sort of semi-notice slightly more people now you see I'm not sure that's right because well, I'm trying um, to notice yeah that, put that put it that I way. mean there's certainly plenty of people driving around because the roads are an absolute nightmare yeah well you know that, yeah that's partly um, because most of them are now cycle lanes thanks to Sadiq Khan who's finally woken up to the fact if no one comes into London he may preside. I love as well the fact that he's blaming the government now yeah, he's yeah. not blaming himself oh, he always blames the government he's not blaming everything. the fact that he put the congestion charge back on uh, or indeed made it 15 quid but, but you see here's another thing Mike um Talking to Caroline Graham, the Mail on Sunday. Oh, I heard that. America. That sounds horrendous. So over it's in happening LA. in New York. So over there, you have cities like LA, massive cities like LA and New York, mm. who have for a long time had liberal administrations, the sort of yeah. American equivalent of Sadiq Khan, yeah. you know, woke warriors, right, right. on, uh, save which the, is hard to believe save the for planet, America, really, the isn't it? Because sort of I mean, it wasn't like that when we were there. So, so was no, it? no, LA is a lovely place. LA is now. No, but I mean, there weren't all these lefties around no, either. No, no, no. Where, where did California, they come from? California used to always have really pretty right wing governors. Yeah. Uh, but now. Well, yeah, Schwarzenegger, isn't it? Yeah, you? but they, but they've now. Uh, LA has now had a liberal administration for so long that all these things that make life hell for normal residents yeah. are legal. So it's not illegal to sleep on the streets. You can go and you can go and sleep in the middle of Rodeo Drive. You mm. know? It's not illegal. The police can't do anything about it. So the whole streets are being taken over by all these homeless people. And they're all stoned people, most of the time stoned, as well, right? drug addicts, junkies. It's turning lawless. And millions of people are leaving. Yeah. They're just leaving the city. Anyone with any money. Same in New York. Presumably that's why that Harry and is, Meghan decided uh, to go uh, to Montecito. Yeah, well, it's been exacerbated by the emptying of the inner cities because of the COVID crisis. Right. So we have to watch that here. We could become exactly the same thing. It, the, the COVID creates a vacuum into which criminality mm. pours. And then you... Well, listen, you, I was talking to my sister in New York uh, the other day. She hasn't been in there much because she's been staying up in Connecticut and her office is not going to be reopening, uh, apparently, uh, until about March. 
much. But she was saying that a lot of the bars are now closing at 11 o'clock. I think there's a new yeah. rule that all bars close That's at 11 right, o'clock. Yeah. And she's like, after 11, the streets are actually quite dangerous again, yeah, yeah. which they were a bit when I was there in the 80s because New York was a dangerous city yes. and you had to be careful. But it's been very, very nice, I would mm. say, for about the best part since 9-11, really. It's been, it's been great. But apparently now there's a real menace about it again mm. because after 11 o'clock, the crazies all come out onto the streets. Yeah. It's pretty lawless. The police can't cope. There's people getting beaten up all over the place. There's people getting robbed. You know, it's mad. Yeah, and while Sadiq Khan goes, on, goes around going, oh, And London's getting cli- a bit like that. Climate change, save the planet. He's not saving our city. This city is turning into a very dangerous place. Uh, stabbings and shootings on the rise. And this COVID crisis, now that no one's in the city centres, it's going to come in from the outer London places into the inner city. Mm. And Sadiq Khan will stand there, as always, like a fox caught in the headlights going, it's the government's fault. Yes. Oh, he's by the way, so talking about foxes, I forgot to mention old Julian Moore. Oh, he's back on he's the ba- beat, He's back he? on the beat. He, p- he pitches up on Sky I the other day. I saw him on the telly. Guess what? He's, climb- he's, 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 uh, he's suing the government again, uh, this time because he wants justice for the A-level students. Um, I mean, you know, you get justice for victims of crime. You get justice when, you know, you've had a, a miscarriage of justice of some kind. You get justice uh, if you've been imprisoned wrongly uh, or something terrible has happened. You don't get justice because you didn't get two A's and a B. Yeah, What's I'm, wrong with these people? But Jolly and Moore, he's just obsessed with himself, isn't he? He really is. He just wants to get on the he telly thinks, he thinks, I'm doing this, I'm look, doing Look this. at me, the good law project. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who, who calls it that? Yeah. You call it that because you want to be seen as good. Yeah. But in fact, you're a deranged individual uh, who probably should be seen by psychiatrists. Yeah, so I think we hereby establish the Mike Graham and Kevin O'Sullivan fuck more project. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Well, I mean, this every is a, time this he is a, goes on the telly, yeah. we'll fuck him. Yeah, every time. Um, also, he blocks me many, many times. Me he, too. He, he occasionally unblocks me to threaten me <laughs> with a lawsuit, right? <laughs> and claims that I've libelled him in some way. And every time he has a go, I'm like, "How have I libelled you?" And he has no idea about libel. By He's way, a lawyer. By the way, these lawsuits of his—they never materialise. No. He just announces. He's never won he, one. Yeah, I'm suing the government. Yeah, but he never does. Well, I mean, if he? he's suing the government, well, no. But what he does very well, uh, he crowdfunds, right? And I had a quick look at it, okay. yeah, and yeah. this was two days ago. Do you know how much he'd already collected? Oh. Seventy-five grand. I mean, there's so many idiots out there that'll actually give him money because you know Julian's doing a good job. Let's just give he's him a, a load remainer. of money. Yeah, he's a, he's remainer, a remainer, so he must be—he must be in the right. He's going to get us back into Europe. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely how these, unbelievable. How do these people become heroes? If, you, if Jolly and Moore is your hero, you need to recalibrate your values. Exactly system. right. And I mean, this is a man who not only admits to beating a fox to death wearing his wife's kimono, uh, but then actually you know, publicises it and makes, makes it worse. And I they mean, can't understand why he's in the shit with I millions know. of people. Unbelievable. He never recovered from that. He completely no, undermined He's made a complete fool of himself. Time, yeah, exactly. Exactly. In fact, it reminds me, I may have to put him in Plank of the Week again. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, what else is going on? We've got, um, you know, the worldwide pandemic continues apace. But it's now reached this kind of dull roar to me. I mean, people aren't as... Uh, and Peter Hitchens said to me the other day, I think people should be a lot more outraged. I don't think people are. Because those who are quite happy not to change the way that they're working from home are quite happy to stay doing that. Those of us who are working from an office are continuing to do that quite happily. So we've reached this kind of point, I think, of a plateau. No one's one's dying. Hardly anyone's getting it. Why exactly are we doing all this? Why are we wearing face masks? It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. We've got to stop the madness. We've got to stop all this. But I honestly can't see an end to it, can you? No, because... Boris Johnson and his cohorts seem to have got this 
into their heads this uh, zero COVID policy, mm. that they're going to get rid of it altogether. As I keep saying, you know you can still get the Spanish flu. Yeah. And that's been with us for 100 years. Well, you can still get never, cholera. Never before. You know. Yeah, I know. Never before have we gone around saying, uh, until we completely eradicate this virus, uh, we will not stop. Never before have we no. done that. We used to be... Uh, sensible about this, more and more doctors uh, and eminent people, Lord Sumption uh, wrote a piece in the mm. Mail on Sunday this week, uh, just, just crying out for an end to this insanity. Mm. More and more doctors uh, saying, look, the medical uh, results or, uh, of this virus are nowhere near as dangerous now as the economic results right. of shutting down right. because of it. We've got to stop obsessing on this bloody virus and start getting the economy up and running. Yeah. Otherwise, we're all in the deep shit. It's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Maybe a good time to end because, I mean, I literally, I've run out of things to say about it at this point. I just think that, you know, we do have to move on somehow. We'll just have to ma manage it together somehow, Kevin. We'll have to sort of galvanise the nation uh, and get everybody back to, uh, to to what used to be what they used to like doing. Yeah, but can I just, before we sign off, uh, since we've just announced it, um, y we'd like you to crowdfund our Fuck More organisation. <laughs> Uh, and then we'll sue him. Yeah, and we can sue him for something, I'm sure, just being a, a bloody irritant. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, Mike Graham, the Thought Police will sign off and see you next week. They don't seem to enjoy themselves at university anymore. They're so kind of uptight, these, these kids, right? They're not getting stoned, they're not getting laid. I mean, I saw you did a thing the other week about the asexual yeah, uh, generation, yeah, yeah. right? Generation not interested asexual. in sex. I kept waiting for you to ask her if she was interested in sex with anyone, including herself. I mean, does that mean I don't have sex at all? Well, um, um, I suppose you can't ask that on a the, daytime yeah, show. Yeah, you couldn't really because I knew where it would go. I was because, trying to uh, think of a way of asking well, that question. Uh, if you're talking about masturbation, yes. some of them do do that. Yes. Right, so they're not actually asexual then? Well, they just don't want to have it with anybody else. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, some of them say they've got no mm. desire at all, but it but it is typical of young people now. They don't smoke. What are the words of that Adam Ant yeah. song? You don't smoke. You don't drink. Yeah. What do you do? Right. You know they're don't boring. Have sex. Don't boring. do drugs. Anyway, so the good thing is they're all going to be able to get into university now, uh, and they won't be able to go to university because they're all fucking closed. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the state you'll be in because my dad used to go camping not camping so much but hiking in the Cairn Gorms yeah. right and he would take his tent but the midges were so bad yeah. and he would literally he would paint and he would and he asked every he took my sister once my mother once he asked me I'm like I'm not fucking joking he must be joking and uh, he came back one year his head was like a sort of um, <laughs> something something out of a hammer horror film yeah he'd been bitten so much <laughs> that it was all swollen he had lumps Since coming out Boris of him come back yeah, like that, Boris yeah. had come back it'll be literally lumps coming out of the side of his head because they're in a, they swarm they're yeah, like yeah, a no, cloud it's, a terrible it's place awful Apparently there's police knocking on people's doors down in Surrey asking if they're quarantining. Now, if that was me, I don't think I'd answer the door. I'd tell them to fuck off. Yeah. You know, what's it going to do with you?